This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pastor Mike, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BurnsClan. Please follow at your own risk. And joining me, as always, is the founder of The Witness, very extensive bio, the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself, Jamar, Dr. Jamar Tisby. What's going on, brother? What's good, man? And as I always say, you can follow me too. Yeah, at see, Jamar Tisby, bro. This what I'm not. I'm not playing with you. You verified on social medias that don't even exist yet, so I don't even want to hear that. Okay. I don't even want to hear that, man. Listen, once again, shout out to everybody who is watching us. Um, you can see us visually if you are on the podcast app. You can just look in the show notes. There'll be a link to how you can watch us on your particular video medium of choice. So check that out. So, Jamar, this is a fun kind of conversation that I've been wanting to have with you. You're on this documentary kick. I'm on a kick. Bro, what is this? You started with the cultural artifacts. What is this documentary (laughs) kick? Because I And it's not a documentary kick of, yes, I'm I'm sure it is some history, but it seems deeper than that. That's so interesting. So, so the cultural artifacts episodes go back and listen to them if you haven't already tyler always comes with the heat stuff that you never thought of in ways that you never thought of and he's never impressed with my list that's not my aim i'm just trying to be true and authentic i, but, never, but I never tyler, said nothing about your tyler list. Tyler is the like, cultural yeah. guy he's the cultural engagement guy i didn't guy. say anything about your list <laughs> exactly <I didn't> know. <laughs> <laughs> your silence speaks volumes um but the one time you did show some sort of positive reaction was when I mentioned documentaries, particularly uh, a, a kid named Scott, a man named Scott, which I'll which I'll talk about. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, okay, he caught so, me off guard. It was a surprise. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, so I that, that was cool for it. That was that was a moment for me. I'll, it was one of my twenty twenty one accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, um, this dude. So so here's 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 where it starts. I'm fascinated by stories. Mm. I'm fascinated by narratives. But the weird part of me is there's no more compelling story or narratives than that which is true. Yeah, yeah. So to me, you know, I I, I would love I I would love to get more into fiction. Right, right. And certainly when movies, you know, I, I watch fiction movies all the time. But uh, when it comes to reading and things like that, I'm not as into it. And even my like discipline, professional discipline as a historian. Emphasis on the story yeah. of history. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's what pulls me in. Mm-hmm. That's what grabs me. And so documentaries are just sort of a, a, a visual extension yeah. of what I think I, I study and think about all the time. Yeah. So tell me what you've been watching. So you mentioned a man named Scott, <laughs> the Kid Cudi documentary that yes. was on the Cultural Artifacts yes. um, episode one. What other documentaries, because in the past couple of days, you've been sharing so many documentaries that you've been watching and and gleaning from. So I would love to hear what that looks like for you. So I'm really intrigued now by stories of well-known people mostly entertainers yeah. and 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 their journey how they got to where they 
are what it's like, what they're experiencing. So I've watched uh, the Mary J. Blige, My Life documentary. Okay, so how is that? that? Oh my gosh, bro. Um, Mary J. Blige is amazing, by the way. She's a she's a queen, and she 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 started popping in the '90s, and so I sort of grew up mm-hmm. with her music, her sound. So there's the, a nostalgic element to it, which I'm sure figured into to to my reaction to the documentary. But it was also a great reminder of the cultural phenomenon yeah, she yeah, became. Yeah. So so here's what's interesting about my life is the title is based off of her second album. Mm-hmm. Of course. And can you imagine, can you imagine what kind of cultural impact an album has to have to where they released this documentary on the 25th anniversary of <laughs> yeah, the album? Yeah. Like it it's was a classic that, R&B it album. Was a it's a moment, classic album, bro. Of course. So, so here's the thing about Mary J. Blige, and shout out the Truce Table. They, they talk about her in their um, upcoming book as we record this. Uh, she was, especially for black women, an icon. Yes. And what was so interesting about her is that she came from the the lowest of the low, humanly right. speaking. Right. So uh, her story is fascinating because she grew up in the projects in Yonkers. She grew up in a single parent household. By the time she was five, she had experienced abuse mm-hmm. and incredible mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. She grew up in an environment, and they say this in the documentary, where it there was just it was just always a threat right. for black girls. Right. There was always some sort of threat around, and she grew up in that environment. And singing was something she loved to do, but because of her environment, it was nothing she thought she could ever get paid for mm-hmm. or do professionally. But everybody heard it because she's such a one of a kind talent right Right. um so her 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 story of being discovered is fascinating she recorded um cover songs like she didn't Mm -hmm. have a studio or anything she recorded a cassette somebody who knew somebody put it in the hands of a record producer who you know they hear hundreds of these things right of course he puts on the cassette turns it on she's like he's like where is she i'm going tomorrow Goes to the projects and she, mm. Mary J. Blige says she was all nervous because he, he has this nice car. He's yeah, got gators. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. a suit and he's yeah. in the hood. He's like, she like meets him outside. He's like, get inside quick. You cannot be out <laughs> right, here looking right. like this. And then he just goes into her apartment in her little living room and says, sing. She ain't got no band. She ain't got any, mm. just acapella, just sings like a whole, like 12 songs. Wow. And he's like, I'm going to sign you. Wow. And, and and that's she's incredible. Off. It's incredible. That's, that's how incredible good she story. is, bro. Yeah. Like like she, you know, m- most people have to work their way up, even if they're an incredible talent. But 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 she was so singular in that. But but what was so powerful about it is how the documentary shows she brought her whole self with her mm. into it. Mm-hmm. So so um, one of the the most important turning points in her career was when she got a stylist who really understood her vibe. Yeah, yeah. So then she starts wearing, you know, uh, the high heel boots, yeah. big hats, sunglasses. She, she, she came up with like this chic look mm-hmm. for a black woman who had her experiences. And it was an instant connection mm-hmm. to millions of black women who said, that's me. That's my auntie. That's my mama. Yeah, yeah, that's my sister. Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the thing. This documentary in particular brought me to tears on multiple occasions. And it was because 
her pain, mm. Mm. which she transformed into art, came through so clearly. Wow. So she was, her, that, that album, um, if you look at my life and see what I see. Come on, come on. You know, uh-oh, she's uh-oh. talking about one of the, <laughs> one of the most difficult times in yeah, her life. She's yeah. going through a very difficult breakup. Um, she doesn't, here's the thing. She doesn't believe all the great things people are saying about mm, her. Because mm. she grew up in an environment where her identity was constantly questioned, mm-hmm. was constantly degraded. It was constantly dis- dishonored. She couldn't believe people. She didn't see what they saw in right, her. Right, right. And that to me was such a visceral yeah. feeling, right? Like how how often have we felt that way that somebody said, oh, you've got this skill, you've got this talent, or yes. you've got this capability, and you're like, I don't see it. Wow. So it's anyway. deep, man. See, this yeah. is why I wanted to talk about it, because I think it's incredible. <laughs> I, I think what you're talking about in terms of story and narrative is so powerful, telling our own stories and telling our own stories our own way. I think it's just so incredible for us to learn how to do well, even if it's not on a mass scale, right? because our stories matter and our stories have resonance and they have importance. The documentary that stands out over the past few years, if you're talking about in any way, shape or form, a celebrity or someone who's known and seen is a Beyonce homecoming documentary. Mm, That was, which is absolutely incredible. Yes, Yes. And, the documentary talks about her coming back from struggle and her coming back from an extremely difficult pregnancy and delivery and just how I think it was, she had preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, you know, all kinds of, they had to have an emergency C-section. Goodness. It was, in, it was incredible to, to see someone who is in great health battle and struggle and had incredible resources Yeah, and had incredible resources all the best doctors the best care everything you could imagine still struggle with pregnancy still struggle with being believed in the hospital all these things which is a problem y'all which is a significant issue serena williams yeah all of these things about black women uh having difficulty getting the care they need because of prejudices and and biases Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah go on and so it's uh fascinating to see her struggle with being on top, but telling yes, the truth exactly. of how she's struggling being on top and seeing it in real time. That's right. That's right. And seeing her struggle to keep up with younger dancers mm. and seeing her watch practices back and get get frustrated because she can't get something. And she talks about how most people don't want to see themselves fail. That's why they're not great. So they don't want to look at their own failures. Yeah. But growth means you have to look at your own failure. You have to see your own struggle. I just think it's so incredible for us as black Christians to own our own stories. That's huge. Yes. To tell our own stories. That the power of narrative is not just simply watching someone else narrate what's going on in the world, but that latent within us is the power to explain and shape the narrative of how something is happening. I think we need to do that. I think that's what Leave Loud was about. Exactly. Leave Loud was about the power of narrative and story and shaping the narrative of what's happening in the church for ourselves. The whole ethos of The Witness is crafted around telling our stories as black believers in the ways that only we can. Yeah. So a huge milestone in the life of the organization was when we launched the website, which was 20. 13, I mm-hmm. think, uh, 2012. And for a year, 
all we had was a Facebook page. Hmm. And we would just repost articles that were sort of from a Christian perspective about race and saying, hey, Christians can talk about it. But when we launched our own website, that meant we could write our own content, yeah. Yeah. which meant we could take ownership of our stories and tell our stories in our own way. And then Leave Loud is a great illustration of that because, um, A, the problem is they don't tell our stories. Mm. They don't mm. think they're worthy. Right. They don't care about our stories. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about right, our stories. Right. We joke around right. like the only conception in mass media of Christianity is the Southern Baptist Convention <laughs> and yes, what it yes. does or doesn't do, <laughs> right? Course, right? Right, Like, like every, everyone SBC, else is SBC, non-existent. You know, it's like, okay. Um, it's like, okay, well... Uh, and then, and then the other thing is, even when they deign to tell black-focused stories, mm-hmm. they can't tell it well because they don't get right. all the nuances. Let's come back and talk about this. I want to talk about the, the power and empowering our audience to tell their own stories, to tell our own stories well within our local context. I think that's important for us to discuss. We'll be right back on Pass the Mic. Hey folks, Jamar Tisby here, and I am so grateful for your support, your listening, your engagement with the Pass the Mic podcast. I'm wondering if this podcast has been helpful to you, challenging, encouraging, if you would consider becoming a paid subscriber to the podcast for as little as $1 an episode, you can help keep this good work going. Just visit patreon.com slash pass the mic. That's patreon.com slash pass the mic. We appreciate you for your support. So, Jay, we've been talking about documentaries, just two of our favorite documentaries. You've been on this documentary kick. Before I move on to the power of story and narrative, I didn't let you finish <laughs> telling which documentaries you've been listening <laughs> oh, man. to oh, and goodness. watching. So um, there's Mary J. Blige. Yeah. So sort of along those lines, I watched the documentary on on Pink, the musical artist. Wow. Okay. That was really interesting. This boy went cross-cultural. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Pink can blow. Oh, Her yeah. Pink is, is dope. Yeah. And what... Uh, stuck out in that documentary she's she was a gymnast and so mm. her concerts are highly physical right. she says she actually sings better when she's dancing or flipping or whatever it might be and that one was about the tension between um being a mother and being on tour and so she mm. had her two young kids and her husband with her that was really interesting um we we talked about a man named scott I love that one, A, because, and they make this point in the documentary, most people are sort of casual Kid Cudi right. consumers. Of course. Like, they'll know the song, but they won't really know anything about of his course, story. Yeah. And so, this was my first time delving into, like, who this man actually is, and it was told in such an artistic way. Hmm. So, one of the things I'm looking for in documentaries is, how do you get beyond the just talking head point, right? right? Like, right. an interviewer behind the camera asking a question and somebody talking to them. How are they crafting a story in a way that's interesting and compelling? Made me go out and get all Kid Cudi's albums wow. after that. Um what else have I watched? I watched, so this one is a bit on the heavier side, but it was timely. It's a, a I think it's called like Four Hours at the Capitol. Oh, and it's, the, a, the it's about 6th, the yeah. January 6th one. And that one I appreciated because they're using like body cam footage and hmm. cell phone video footage. So it's like, it's like, it's like firsthand 
video and audio accounts of what was happening. Yikes. And it's absolutely chilling. Bro, I it's can only absolutely imagine. chilling. I can only imagine. We've done we've done conversations on democracy and voting rights. And the a big part of the sense of urgency I feel is what documentaries like this revealed. Like yeah. these folks are spoiling for the fight. And when you hear it in their own words, when you see it in their eyes, when you understand what their influences are, you're like, oh, this is real. We mm-hmm. got to get going. So here's my last one. Yeah. Even though it's a plethora that I've watched, it's just going to surprise people. A really good documentary. It's a, it's, a, it's a limited run series. I'm scared. Don't F this up by Kevin Hart. Oh, here we, I was like, wait. Don't F this up by Kevin Hart. Nobody's going to be surprised that you have a Kevin Hart. You love Kevin Hart. People <laughs> no, know no, that. People on the mic don't know people that. People know people that. People, know you that. know that he likes Kevin Hart. Well, we see eye to eye. So Exactly. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know you, I didn't say it. He Some said. people are going to catch that. Some won't. Some people are going to catch that. Some won't. Um, it, it, what I appreciate about the way he maneuvers is that he messes up all the time. Yeah. But he's open and honest about it. Mm. And he tries to do better. And I'm not saying that that he's perfect or everybody should be his fan or anything like that. Um, what I appreciate is a megastar like that mm. and his transparency and saying like 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 he's on a human journey. Right. Even as he's a sort of once in a generation entertainer. Yeah. In terms of his size and impact and influence. So uh, and he's actually he challenges himself to constantly try new things and reinvent himself. So, so his, um, his recent series with, with Wesley Snipes uh, on Netflix. That was very entertaining. Whoa. It was very entertaining. It was not a will, Kevin Hart you expected. I will give you that. That was yes. very entertaining. So he'll constantly try new things and new roles. And even this documentary at the time was for him a very new endeavor. So, you know, I just, I just appreciate like when we look at figures who we think have made it, Right. Musical stars, comedians, movie stars, politicians, whoever, and what their tensions are, what their conflicts are, what the ups and downs of their lives Mm -hmm. look like. And so for me, it's partly inspirational as well. And I think that's amazing. How do we connect this to us? We're not celebrities. (laughs) You are. I mean, I'm just saying everybody else who's, who's watching, listening, we're not celebrities. And as a result, how do we think through telling our own story because there's power in that there's, right? that's huge that's there's huge. power in the construction we're not just talking about documentaries we're talking about narrative yes 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 and there's and a power a in expressing our own story but also knowing our own story and telling it on our own terms how do we do that you just named it you just named it so the first thing we have to do is realize we all have stories yeah um you know in marketing i listen to a lot of marketing podcasts and whatnot and so they talk a lot about the hero on a journey, mm-hmm. right? And we're all heroes on a journey in our own mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. So recognizing no matter how well known you are, no matter how big your social media following, none of that matters. You are on a journey and that journey is a story. And that story can be helpful to other people mm-hmm. because more often than not, what you're going through is something that other people are going through, but they need to hear it. And I think right. that's how this podcast Podcast, lives with a lot of people right um so realizing you have a story the second thing is own the means of production Hmm. this is about telling our own stories and it's never been easier to own the means of production so you can start a podcast yeah you can start a blog or a newsletter yeah like i did jamartisby.substack.com wow (laughs) i don't care i'm shameless shameless. (laughs) i'm shameless um 
you can start an organization, wow. whatever it might be, right? Your story toward, told your way. Now, other people can, can do that, and, and sometimes that works out well. But the highest level of control over crafting your story is when you own the means of production, so to speak, in terms of you have your own yeah. platform where you're, you can put your voice out in as unfiltered a way as possible. Um, but that takes courage. Mm -hmm. So like a, apart from the practical steps of how you do this thing, and by the way, it takes a lot of practice yeah, to tell your yeah, story. Definitely, um, You have to understand the elements of, of character and conflict and uh, climax and resolution in your own story, which means the best way to do that is to tell it over and over and over again right, right. in multiple ways, in writing, in speaking, in thinking, in praying. But beyond that, it's the courage to go public with your story. Mm. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go public in the same way that we do. Right. Uh, you don't have to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads on a podcast, right? right. It can be no, going millions, public. Bro. Millions. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Um, <laughs> it can be going public with your circle of friends, your church small group, with, mm -hmm. in, in your journal, right? So a lot of telling our own stories is actually cathartic for us. Right. It actually helps us process who we are and what we're going through. It's a reflective ex exercise. Um, but we've all been through a lot of pain and trauma. Yes. And so to be, it, it, it puts you in a place of vulnerability hmm. to tell that story. And that's where I think the crux of it is with, with most, most of us. You know, the how-tos are always important, but it's really getting to the point where you're courageous enough to want to tell your story and it doesn't happen all at once. Right. It's little bits. That's so good. I think it's important for us even before that. I think you touched on it near the end. But even before that, just for us elementally to realize we're a part of a bigger story. Yeah. That we are in our own story, but our story is a story within stories. Mm, perfect. And this broader yeah. story of the narrative of redemption that we see throughout the scripture. But beyond that, also the story of our people as well. There you go. And the narrative of our ancestors and our heritage and our tradition. And so that should help those of us who think, well, I don't really have anything that's interesting about me. No, you are part of a part bigger of tapestry. Very interesting. Story. You know, yes. like you're a you're a part of a bigger group. It's not just about you individually. Fantastic it's how point. you fit in with your people, with your community. I think you all, if you're listening and you're a black Christian, you're part of the black Christian community. Mm -hmm. And I think we've just now in the past 10 or so years been able to own that in unique ways that we're a part of a unique community, a unique niche, not without flaw, not without fault. Not that doesn't need to be confronted, but it's a unique niche within the broader community of believers and faith practitioners. And so as a result, we sit back and we say, no, I'm part of something bigger than myself. That's right. That's right. That's You're right. part of something bigger than yourself. And so first it understands, yes, I have a place here. Every person that's listened to the podcast, reached out, attended a joint justice conference, shared, reached, you're a part of our story because people wouldn't know about us if not for you. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this if not for you. So you are intrinsically connected to us. Mm. And then I think it's also understanding that Meant privately, you have to come to grips with the reality that we don't really know our stories as well as we think. We there do. you go. Yes, that's critical. I've been in some leadership cohorts recently and they'll ask things about, tell us your story. And mm. I always dread it mm. 
because it always reveals how little I actually know and have practiced my story. So whenever I speak, you'll see this. Whenever I speak publicly, I always root what I say publicly in three things, my city, my people, or my family. So my city, Pensacola, <laughs> we we got we got Rides me to say it. Hard my city. for it. I ride yes. hard for my. Yes. I ride hard for a five zero, but also my people. So broader black culture and history, and then my family. I always root what I say in that, so that people understand. I'm not. I didn't rise up from the ground. Mm. I'm not some hero and and master of my craft that mm. I just came out of nowhere. Right. Nobody comes out of nowhere. Right. I was built. I was groomed by people who love me and care for me. That's so crucial. And so that I always will root in that because that gives me the strength and the foundation to recognize I need to be able to get continuously better at expressing where I've come from. But in those private moments, I realize, you know, whenever I'm sharing with people or talking about my history, my story, what I've been through, I don't even know my story that well. Right, right. I right. look back and I'm like, do I really even know why I did this or what happened? Or, And yeah. I think that's sometimes we misremember over time. Yes. Just due to the, the atrophy of the moment and the Absolutely. atrophy of memory. Because we don't reflect, which, right. which you made yes, a... a, a yes. Uh, you know, did a great job shepherding your church through at the end of 21 and say, we can't, we can't make resolutions if we haven't reflected. Right. Mm. And, and I think what you're getting at is so critical that in many ways, story is identity. Yeah. yeah. Our stories are connected to our identities. Yeah. Our stories shape our identities. Right. Which is why for me, history is so important hmm. because history is identity. History is the um, sort of disciplined way of asking who are your people yes or where you're from yes. right yes and 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 both of those questions who are your people where you're from that's common in black vernacular right and 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 what it's about is whose stories are connected to yours mm. what mm. flow of narrative are you part of yeah and how has that shaped you and that is critical to understand not only our own stories individually but our family stories there's a whole branch of um, therapy called yeah. marriage and family systems, yes, systems, which Ooh, is about systems, bro. how our stories intertwine yes, and interconnect yes. and create pathologies and traumas and strengths and blessings and all of that. Um, and then, and then our larger story as people of African descent yes. in the diaspora. Right. I think it's also important. If you're going to tell your story, you need to go on a personal pilgrimage. Mm. Don't tell your story publicly without going on a personal pilgrimage. What is a personal pilgrimage? I, I just personally would say that a, that a personal pilgrimage, in my opinion, is something that excavates for you where you've come from, where your family has come from, and also where your people have come from. So it's museums, it's opportunities for you to connect with old family members that are mm. matriarchs or patriarchs mm. and share that the quote-unquote institutional memory of your family like the generational trauma and blessings that have happened before I, i'll never forget a couple of years ago it was actually during the pandemic and when the pandemic was kind of toned down i was able to do my cousin's wedding in mississippi and i sat down with my auntie and i sat down with my auntie and she made some biscuits Okay, auntie. And yeah, so she makes biscuits <laughs> from scratch. Um, so she made biscuits from scratch, and we just, it was just us, and we just sat and talked. And before I went back home, we sat and talked for like three hours. Yeah. And yeah. she just shared. She it's was like, so yeah, rich. you know, this over here, this right here. Yeah. And I just let her talk. I was like, yeah, I want to hear you talk. All of it. 
what's what's going on yes. like how how do you feel you know talk about certain things she would ask me how have you changed mm. she said because i remember you you've changed a lot so so what made you change mm. i never thought about that up until wow. that point like you know you think about that and then you talk about it but, but then somebody really, asks you what did i what really happened that made me change it wasn't the external it was something i decided internally mm. and i had to come to grips with that it just those types of things before you go out and tell your story Speak with the people who you love, your family of origin, excavate the history and the narrative of your people, recognize, help, you know, even spiritual directors are phenomenal for this. Your journey with God you mm. know, and how you're actually in conversation with someone is helping you to see this is where you're at with the Lord right now and how I've come from a place and now I'm in a place and I'm going to a place. Right. I just think it's so I think it's so powerful for us to just do that first before we want to go public with our stories. That's part of our healing. Yes. That's part of all of that. That's why we say don't just get out here and just be like, ah, this is what happened to me. It's more than that. Right. 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 And it's also have I sat with the Lord and have I sat with my people and have I sat with people who love me well and who can help me to think through what really happened to me? Mm Because it's deeper than what I could even see. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Living in the Delta has been sort of like that pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so much of our life in the U.S. is connected to mm-hmm. a the South, where most Black people have lived um, throughout U.S. history, and b in the Delta in particular, the cotton country and right. race-based chattel slavery, as well as the resilience and the resistance that sprung up out of that experience. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I even had the Delta on my list uh, when I was uh, applying to Teach for America and, and looking for a teaching job was because I said, if I got placed there, it would be like a pilgrimage. Mm. It would be like almost like a homecoming. Um, and I wanted to see where my people were from and what kind of environment and culture and context shaped them and and therefore me. Right. And it has absolutely been that. So if you're not in the South, if you haven't been to the South in a while, it is <laughs> worth. We are Southern apologists. It is worth swinging through because it'll hit you. It'll just it'll just hit different. It's in the ground. It is. It's in the ground. Um, and also, what strikes me about what you're saying is the importance of story in Jesus' life and ministry. Mm. So Jesus' whole ministry was rooted in the story of yes. who he was, yes. who he yes. knew himself to be. Yes, his identity as the son of God, rooted yes. in a, a, a Jewish culture. And he told the story again and again, and I'm about my father's business. Yes. He knew what he was, he knew his identity because he knew his story. And then when he communicated the good news, it was so often through story. Yeah, yeah. Connecting people. And story is an art. And in, in African cultures, they have, they have the griot. Mm. the storyteller yeah 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 the person who is charged with collecting and remembering the stories mm. but also communicating the mm. stories mm. and that's about identity let me tell you who you are let me tell you where you came from let me tell you what we've been through and i think that's so powerful as an art that we often lose in terms of the historical rooted and connectedness like we've gotten actually really good at 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 telling entertaining stories yes <laughs> like yes, yes. film and television and podcasts and youtube yeah, and all of that yeah, yes yeah. we can keep your attention but what's it rooted in hmm. that's what's compelling to me about documentaries about what we're doing about history is it, 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 it the rootedness in telling us how 
our stories are grafted in and part of much deeper, much longer, much bigger stories. That's so good, bro. That's so good. I I hope that this frees some people to be able to step out and tell their stories, but also do some deep internal work. Because I think for some people, they've actually been doing this deep internal work Mm. and now need to coalesce it into something that they share with the people. Yeah, Man, thank you for sharing that. Our stories matter. We have power even in our narratives. Amen. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.